everybody to Epa, Epa, episode three. We'd like to thank everyone that has stayed with us thus far. Um, we're very excited to bring you another exciting episode of Barncast with myself, Ben Drew. Ben Tagalog. Tyler Smith, ladies and gentlemen. Tyler Smith. Um, so one thing I've heard about and people have asked me is what, what's, what's, what's the deal with our podcast? What's our target audience? And I started, like what, 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 is, what is it about, is yeah. what I get asked. And you know what I, what I thought is that this is the perfect podcast for, like, if, if you were in Home Alone and you were abandoned by your family and you had to trick a bunch of robbers that there were people at your house, uh, you could put this podcast on and people are thinking you have a dinner party. Um, yeah. Side note about that, the movie that they use in Home Alone... Was made for the Home Alone. Doesn't exist. Like, it's not a real movie. Yeah. That clip was made for <laughs> like, Home Alone. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Yeah, every single time. <laughs> yeah, that is that's my uh, favorite line. That was made movie. for Home Alone. In Home Alone Two, was it the same movie or was it a, no, that was a Donald supposed? Trump. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, was it, was there not a sequel to that? I don't movie? remember. Oh, like, I never really watched watch Home Alone yeah. Two, but I do know that 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 movie was made for Home Alone. Just yeah. scene. Emilio Estevez was great in that. Yeah. Emilio Estevez. He has, a, he has a band about pizza. Emilio. <laughs> Emilio. <laughs> yeah. Emilio Culkin. Right. Um, yeah. So how was your week? I had a good week. Aside from uh, Wednesday night, I had a bit of a mishap with my foot. Um, play hockey from time to time, and it does happen that uh, you take a puck off the foot. And uh, Okay, here's my, here's my philosophy with that. You're wearing skates. You're wearing full hockey gear. Guys that go out and they, and they take and, and I'm not everybody has a different pain tolerance and uh, I yours have, is just lower. I have a little bit. I don't have very much patience for a guy or a guy or girl who takes a puck off the foot. Yes, it hurts, but don't explode. Don't make it a scene like yard sale. Gloves <laughs> off, squirming around the ice. Like um, you're a soccer player. Ish. <laughs> no offense, any soccer player. You, you can go there if you want to. But I'm sorry, I'll, uh, I'll take the politically high road. Um, yeah, so. I take the shot off the outside of my pinky toe, and I'm like, and I'm, I'm thinking, you can't react to this because you have your own set of rules that you're going by. So I, yeah, finish, take the skate off, go home. I'm going to sleep this one off, just like I've slept off all the other ones. Get up in the morning, holy smokes, we've got an issue. Now I'm concerned that, okay, I'm not a kid anymore. Back when I used to damage my body and be like, eh, I'm young, I'm cool. Um, which never was cool looking back. But um, <laughs> now that I'm 34, I don't heal like I used to. I'm really coming into the realization of that. And I'm starting to think, oh my goodness, I need my feet. Not that I didn't before, but I, I definitely do now. Yep. Um, if this is a bone in my foot that's broken, mm-hmm. I need to get it checked. So I need to know. So I end up taking the day off. So I, I apologize for leaving you guys hanging. Um, I go and I get an x-ray. had a fantastic experience at the emergency room. As always, Yarmouth's, it's always a good time. Yeah. You can be there for a total of one hour or 19 mm. for the same issue. Yeah. Just depending on the day. Yep. yep. Or the doctor. Like, there's, it yep. takes all kinds. Like, uh, just it takes like a village to make to a doctor. <laughs> to ignore, <laughs> to ignore a ailment. <laughs> um, and, and you know what? 
I had to. I was. I was. A, I was an easy one for them because they went in. Okay, this guy clearly he's got a broken toe, mm-hmm. like this numb skull. Um, so there's a whole bunch of people sitting around, and I got fast track because like let's get this jabroni out of here. So <laughs> yeah, they call me like here. You, you can you can head down to X-ray. And I'm looking around the room like are people going to throw stuff at me? Like they've been here for a while. I know. It's like this is not fair. So it's, like, it's like the reaping in uh, Hunger Games when the people are staying there yeah. to be called. Like you don't want to be the one that's called because be at the hospital people will be mad at you for being called first. I'm number 44, and I want to go in after number 43. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, not any sooner. No. So uh, yeah, so I was I went in quick. They sent me down. You got an X-ray. Come back. Everybody, all the staff there were fantastic. It's, it's nice in a small town because you know most of them. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm, get, I'm getting my foot x-rayed. It's kind of an awkward moment, but hey, haven't seen you in a while. Good to see you. Uh, anyhow, get back to the ER. I'm waiting to get checked out. And uh, long story short, I, it, it, it was a broken toe. Doctor does like basically a flyby. Doesn't even stop. Uh, doesn't even Just stop like talking. looks in the door. He's almost frustrated that I'm even there. Um, yes, yeah, so you have a broken toe. Uh, there's nothing we can do for you. No um, toe cast. No, they, I, I expected at least something up to the knee. <laughs> so, so I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, can I do more damage to this or can I just use it? So as he's walking out of the door, because he's literally in and out, like, hey, check you out. See you later. Um, I stop. I'm like, hey, can I, can I use my foot? Like, do I need to stay off of it? He says, no, if you can tolerate the pain, you should be, you should be okay. Because I'm thinking I had, I had to be on the ice Last yeah. night, this is two days later. I'm thinking that's a lot of time to heal. I finally, uh, I finally get to the rink, put my foot in the skate, and I get on the ice, and it's like there's nothing. The compression of his boot, skate boot was fantastic. I was on top of the world. So was, that's why you're wearing skates right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> taking them off since last night. It, it changes life. It's a good thing. Yeah, but uh, one of my favorite parts was sitting in that room when I got back after the X-ray. I saw a guy walks out, and he, uh, he, he must, I don't know where, he was in the doctor's room behind the magical door, um, sits next to me, and he's, he kind of has a lisp, and he has a whisper voice. You ever, you ever, you ever talk to a whisper talker? Give me an example. Hey, hey guys, so I'm looking for a spot. Like, you can, yeah. you can talk, because yeah. you're talking loud enough that it's everybody not a library. can hear you. <laughs> yep. Could it be from a lot of darts, though? Oh, I dare say. This yeah. this man, he reminded me of... Uh, there was a guy... I don't know how I stumbled upon to this link. The e. Darum, And he's got a shady past. I think he's got some sex offender things going on. He wasn't allowed to use the internet. Um, <laughs> I'd say that's shady, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, shady as it gets. Um, but, he, yeah, he had, a, he had a weird pretty woman... Uh, Kind of rendition that he did on uh, on, on YouTube. So how did you come across this guy? E. Darum? Yeah. Lord, all, I have no idea. I'd love to tell you about the thing or how I find the things that I do, but they, they, they find me. So, anyhow, this guy looks like E. Darum. Check him out. Don't watch his videos. Just Google him. Um, frizzy white hair and like kind of darkish, kind of weathered skin. Not like Back to the Future guy. He, he looked like, uh, yeah, he looked like Emmett Darum. Yeah. I named my son after that doctor. Yeah. So, um, I always trust a doctor. <laughs> With a time machine. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he comes and he's like, I'm just trying to find, I'm just trying to find a seat with a plug so I can plug in my phone. So this, this conversation, he comes to sit next to me and he, and he tells me he wants a plug. This leads us to a conversation about how people park terribly in Yarmouth. I go to Sobeys and why do people park a truck on the line? 
Don't they know? I just want to park my truck so that they can't get out of their vehicle. He's I'm thinking. He's at Val Point. It's, it's true. It's true. <clears throat> some of these parking lots in this town are like the parking spots are not approved. The mall parking lot is tight. Oh, tight it's like tight. a tight. Like yeah. we, we live in we, <laughs> we live in a, a community where. People primarily drive trucks. There's a lot of trucks. You yeah. drive a truck. I drive a truck. You take up two spaces. Like, some of those guys are coming in, and I'm assuming it's a guy, mm-hmm. right? Because they're coming into the parking lot hot. Yeah. 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 And women can be jerks too, Ben. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, but they park on an angle, and they take up two spots yeah. in their trucks. In yeah, trucks, I've only seen Volkswagens do it. <laughs> Tight, so their trucks probably can't fit in mm-hmm. a note regular, but they don't got to take up two. I'm the guy that anyway. uh, I, I'm like, oh, look, all those cars over there close to the entrance. Here's a nice uh, spot with three or four open over here, yeah. really, really far away. Yeah, I, I take heat for that. Why are we parking way over here? So you're a nice truck guy because I can park here, yeah, <laughs> and you get your 10,000 steps. This conversation brought us, he's like, um, and why don't they have smaller vehicles? So this somehow brought us on to the topic of tanks. And the guy's like, Naturally. well, I was a tank driver in the war. And we spent the next 20 minutes talking about potentially true tank stories. But did he say what war? Because this was my issue when you mentioned a bit of the story earlier. He yeah. mentioned Vietnam. Okay. Um, I, mean, I don't know if he was in that war, if he was just mentioning a certain battle that he knew about. But he was more so alluding to strategy. Like, tanks are... Pretty much indestructible. So you just drive them into the middle, and then if they want to blow you up, they got to blow themselves up too. I'm like, that's never really looked at tanks that way, and I never really looked at tanks anyway, really. But <laughs> never really thought in the emergency room. The only time I thought about tanks is Brad Pitt. Yeah, Fury. Fury. That was a good movie. Shia, wasn't it Shia LaBeouf? Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Before he went like all psycho and I started know, hitting I people. Think you already just do it. In between the movies. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but maybe he's doing the same thing Joaquin Phoenix did for like a whole year, like pretended he was crazy. Yeah, it's like a performance art piece. Yeah, but yeah, that movie that was pretty great when he's on Letterman, like yeah. Joaquin Phoenix, all like rapper messed up. Yeah, yeah, that was great. He was him, just being himself. Yeah. But do you think this tank guy was telling the truth? I mean, it's hard to judge. Mm. Um, but you got to look back. So Vietnam was the seventies, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah. right. And think seventies. So fifty years ago. How old do you think this guy was? He was in his 60s. So he was about 10 years old driving these tanks. Is what he, <laughs> he was, yeah. yeah. How did he do? <laughs> so he, uh, he must have read some books. You know what? Here's, here's where I was at the time. I had my back to the TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd been there for, geez, it must have been three hours, which isn't all that long. So I was pleased yeah, with nice. how quick I got in and out of it. Um, but I didn't give a care in the world about whether any of these stories were true. That's fair. I was eating it up and loving it. Sir. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Anything. Which goes, like, which sometimes it, it, you don't have to care whether the story's true. As long as See, the story's good. Anybody the, in the universe... The history, the history major in me is thinking, okay, Vietnam, not huge on the tanks. They were, they were, they were there, but a lot of it through the jungles, through the rice, like a lot of swampy, a lot of like the tanks were... Like the main focus in the jungles, like guerrilla war, right? Like, but that. he wasn't—he he wasn't egotistical. He wasn't trying so to he say wasn't bragging. Me. He's like, he wasn't saying war's all about me, man. I'm—I drive a tank. Like that movie Fury, Brad Pitt is about me. 
Is what he was saying. <laughs> I'm Brad Pitt. Yeah, the whole story. But would you guys, do you guys enjoy a good story, whether or not it's true? 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, me too. It's yeah. true. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. At, like, okay, true stories tend to be better, though. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. find because you're like, it. holy shit! How what did if that you never? Happen? What if you never find out? For example, Buddy Buddy University. Like Santa. He's from St. John's, Newfoundland. Came over to Church Point, Nova Scotia. So, like, okay, how do you how do you get to Church Point? Yeah. How does this ever happen? Anyway, so he became kind of an interesting individual on campus. Good buddy of ours, and he he kind of made up this story where he had a son named Travis. Huh? Just made it up. 18 years old, son named Travis. And what he did, he had a, he had a friend of his. Now, Adam had a had blondish, strawberryish hair. And a friend of his had a little brother with hair similar to that color. And he was really young, like a, like a toddler. So he took a picture off of the fridge of his friend's house. And he'd keep it in his wallet. And on a Friday or Saturday night, when the gang's hanging out, he's, he'd pull it out and be like, Oh, man, I'm really missing Travis right now. <laughs> and everybody would get wrapped around this whole story of Travis being like, oh, man, tell us about Travis. And the girls would eat it up, and everybody would be like, hey, man, how's your, how's your young fella? So it became a thing that he couldn't really get away from. That He's like, well, he's too deep. now we're going to have to grow this. So every time he'd go back Christmas or spring break, he'd get a new picture. And he'd bring back... He got to the point where the profs who were was the, him, Who was the picture of? Like a cousin? Or? No. It was his best buddy's little brother. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And he, he'd like snag a picture. <laughs> he, like at, by the time we were in third or fourth year, the, all the profs thought like, Hey, Adam, how's Travis? Well, he's, he's, doing, he's doing pretty good. You know, we're, we're excited. We got him a pair of skates. Um, we've got him on the ice a little bit. Uh, or, or it'd be like... This week's hard, you know. He was on the phone crying last night. He wants us. <laughs> oh my god! He's sick. He's daddy. I want you to come home. I said it's gonna be. It's gonna be better. It's gonna be better, buddy. This is why I'm making a better life for both yeah. of us. <laughs> but why so, would he do that? It's 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 what some people do. Is it though? You know what? Everybody has a talent. Uh, some people play the tuba. That one guy in that commercial makes that Tyrannosaurus yeah. Rex. <laughs> <laughs> it's my T Rex. Yeah. <laughs> so. so <laughs> He uh, he told a good story. Like in, I remember in our last year, he took took the kid to Walmart and had pictures taken with him. <laughs> <laughs> this is remarkable. Family portraits. Yeah, that's, that's a, that, I mean, stories happen, I guess. But it's I don't know. You always got to like that random guy in the hospital. Yeah. Well, I don't know. So here's the thing: we've been talking about potential lies, and I think it's time we get to the truth. <laughs> All right. It's about time. In our new... It's like family. Chicka, 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 science segment. Ow! Anyway, so welcome to Science Corner. Cool side effect. My name is Dr. Not really. Ben Drew. And I want to talk about a little conspiracy theory today. Ooh. I love conspiracy theories. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I eat it up on the internet. Like, honestly, I find it a hard... Like, I think they're all idiots. <laughs> but I love them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I love them. Who doesn't so, love a movie with Patrick Stewart and uh, Mel Gibson? Exactly. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't get the reference. The movie Conspiracy Theory. Geronimo. Never. It's just too good to be true. <laughs> Can't take my... No, I know the song, but... Eyes off of you. Anyway. All right. So, chemtrails. People don't listen to us to sing. <laughs> uh, they went to me. I'm angelic. <laughs> I've been told. Um, <laughs> I said that, and I didn't yeah. mean it. Oh, you just break my heart. So, chemtrails. Y'all know what chemtrails are? Yes. All right. Well, 
Well, I'm going to explain it for, it for people who, who may have not heard of chemtrails. So the idea of chemtrails is it's, it's, a, it's a way to disperse chemicals. And now the different theories have different uses for said chemicals. But basically the, the planes are flying overhead. Uh, so it could be transport planes or secret government flights. Because people notice because the world is more global and there's more flights and technology increases... There's more people flying around, and then you see planes going overhead, and they think that they're spraying chemicals in their exhaust, okay? And the chemicals can be, um, some people go for spreading disease, making us sterile, to controlling the weather. Now, there, I'll get back to the weather thing, because there are some cool things we're doing with uh, geoengineering and weather. Anyway, I just looked this stat up real quick. Look at at any given time, there's almost 10,000 planes in the air. So almost 10,000 planes in the air. So some people <laughs> say... Like at any given time, there's almost 10,000 planes. Yeah. Wow. So people start looking and say, well, you know, I, I know it's a pattern. So there's a difference between contrails and chemtrails. And contrails are the trails that planes leave behind. This is their exhaust trail. It's condensation. Um, Condensation. Which makes the clouds. Same same process. So you're saying the chemtrails we can't see. So no, well, they're saying that con- like contrails should just be there and then slowly disappear, mm-hmm. where chemtrails flatten out into clouds. So all oh, these planes fly over. They're making um, the clouds. All of a sudden, um, they're, the planes are making these clouds. And then these clouds are being used to... Uh, Mess with our brains, to sterilize us, to spread disease, whatever. And I just think, you know, you have like the whistleblowers in the blackout room, like, I work for the Air Force and we did it all the time, which you can't really, you know, trust. Like the voiceover. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I am a robot. Like, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Adam. Yeah. <laughs> <The> University. <laughs> but. But like the thing is, is is my whole argument is is the uh, Occam's razor, like the simplest explanation, or like I just I try to think about Schrodinger's cat. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) Yes, precisely. Indubitably. (laughs) Something I remember from Boston University. But anyway, I'm like you know. You know, I give more clout to the fluoride people saying they're putting in fluoride in our water and it's, you know, and they're doing it to sterilize. Do have, is there fluoride in our water? Well, there is fluoride because it does actually prevent tooth decay and so that's in, the yeah, problem poverty. with us yeah. here in Yarmouth. Yeah. The fluoride in the water. So, my whole point is, <laughs> if, well I gotta if you want to, <laughs> yeah. like, inoculate people with chemicals... You have a public water supply. Yeah, why are we using it? So, yeah, I uh, I want to spread some chemicals on some people. So I'm going to go out like 30,000 feet and I'm going to drop it in the air. I'm going to nail and it. I'm just going to see what happens. <laughs> right? it, is, it is the most <laughs> ridiculous idea because you'd be like, yeah, I'm just going to go to the water and dump it in Lake George. Right? <laughs> and, and then I'm going to spread it to the people you are with. That is way more reasonable and way more effective than just... Dropping them in the air current and seeing where they land and how it works, right? So, I mean, so I, most of my issues with almost any conspiracy theory is where are the people that you, like, come forward to tell you this is real? Like, the legitimate people. Uh-huh. Because when you look at, like, <clears throat> one of the big ones with the NSA spying on people in the States, and then Edward Snowden comes out with all these facts and, like, actual data and proof that it was happening... 
right? Like that, like spying through people's TVs yeah. and cell phones and drones over people's houses. And, and now we have uh, Alexa and, and the right. Google Home, which is just doing the spying <laughs> for like, them. That's what the By the way, <laughs> we are actually doing Plus this. Plus the meme that I see, because I'm, I'm always like, hey, hey, Google, change this on Netflix. And then I say, you mean it's like... Hey, wiretap. <laughs> hey, wiretap. What's the weather today? Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, I don't have, I'm not worried about people stealing my digital identity, I guess. Hmm. But, like, any of these kids, so he, like, that was always a thought. NSA and, like, super governments are spying on citizens. And then he comes out with all this proof to say, yeah, yeah. we are. Yeah, yeah. By the right? way. You know, these Samsung TVs that you have, it, you think it's off, but we can see you through the TV. Yeah. Like, through the webcams and the TV. Yeah. So, all, like, chemtrails, any of them, like, the reptile people. Like, where are these people? <laughs> yeah. Like, where are the people who are coming up? There's no proof. There's never yeah, any Here's, proof. here's an interesting known. theory about the whole thing. Because I do believe that, I mean, some of these conspiracies have to be true. You're jumping and on reptiles. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Reptile people. I am. Well, it's because I am a reptile. So like, <laughs> I know it's true. His but mask I, is on. <laughs> 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 um, but like, th- there's talk about some of these like ridiculous conspiracies are like red herrings or like they're they're they're, they're used to discredit the idea of conspiracies in general. Right. So it's like, well, if you believe that the Earth is flat and there's chemtrails, but you also believe something like. The, the government is spying on you. Or they've never been. TV. No one's ever actually been to the moon. Yeah, like the US didn't mm, go to the moon. I really like that one. So uh, that's a good one. So if 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 you throw out all these conspiracies and most of them are, are ridiculous, mm-hmm. then people discount all conspiracies. And so then there are there's probably some truth nuggets in some of those conspiracies, right? But so maybe some truth nuggets, not probably. Maybe at least one. At least one, at least one, one of them. Because there's so many conspiracies. So, okay, so there's almost an infinite amount of conspiracies. If we're, no, if we're throwing down that one of them has to be true, I'm going to straight up say that the one I think is true yeah, is, is that the U.S. did not get to the moon before Russia did when they claimed that they did. That is the absolute one that I think is true. An interesting thing. There's a... Can we not talk about what I just said? No, no, you don't want to? Or I, I do. I'm just commenting okay. on it. Okay. I was, uh, <laughs> I heard it's like, no, we're done with this. <laughs> no. Moving on. And, and, and the idea is in order to replicate the, the video. So I was watching. All right, I'll plug it on, on YouTube. Adam Ruins Everything. It's a great little show. It's on True TV, but it's also YouTube clips. I like it because they, they throw out references. Mm-hmm. So, like, they say they something and they throw, like, the reference to the article or the paper or anything. And they did one on the moon landing. And the idea behind. That little clip was that it would be way more expensive to fake it, and it would be way harder to fake mm-hmm. it with the technology at the time than it would be to actually go there. Okay, so yeah. my thoughts as to why what is because Russia was always ahead in the space program, always. They had their Sputnik satellites, mm-hmm. they sent the dog into space, and they had all, all this stuff. And the U.S. was way behind. And then all of a sudden, the U.S. are on the move. Because, I mean, Cold War's going on. There's a whole lot of other things in the world going on. And the U.S. needed to show that they're not, that, the, that Russia's not better in yeah. everything. Now, have they been there? Absolutely. But were they there the first time before them? Like, were they, so I, I, just, sorry, I, should, I, should, re, I should rephrase, like, I should rephrase my thought. Been there. Was that, yeah, they've definitely been there. And I think they were there before Russia because if, if the U.S., if Russia had gotten there first, they'd be like, where's the U.S. flag? I mean, like, it's not going to float away. Right, like from the moon, the, like the U.S. flag is still supposedly there. So they, but I think they would have been there. But were they there the first time they said they were? I, that is the one that I question the most. 
Because yeah. of the technology. Did the Russians the visit the moon? The Russians have been. Yeah. I mean, China's there growing plants now. Yeah, yeah. And stuff. I mean, the ecosystem, that's amazing. And so, I mean, absolutely they've been there. But were they there the first time? I don't know. That is the one I, I don't so know. So, I would, I would, and I think we should share this one. Check out this Adam Rooms Everything clip okay. about the moon landing. Because he, he outlines all the little things. For instance, like all the, the shadows on the, the moon are parallel. So, in the pictures and the footage, you see yeah. the, the shadows of everybody mm-hmm. are parallel. And that's, that can only be achieved by the sun being so far away mm-hmm. and casting parallel shadows. If you did it in a studio, the, the, the shadows would diverge out. Okay. All right? Mm-hmm. And in order to replicate that, you need like a million of these laser lights that didn't exist right. at the time. Right. And there's just a bunch of things like this, like the technology to... How do re- you know that you need something? <laughs> yeah. That's true. So that, you want so, to, people didn't know where yeah. it is. And, and they, they could have done it there. crazy so, stuff underground, man. And then the idea that, you know... You know, everyone in NASA's history ever would have had to keep a secret. And then all the other countries in the world would have had to keep it secret because they would, like, Russia has never said the Americans faked it. Mm-hmm. No. Russians just said, oh, yeah, we were there next. Like, Russia's never, like, See, but, the world, like, the world political powers keeping secrets, that leads to that whole uh, other thing that the world not the, the new that these, you, that these people yeah. are running the world. No, but like there's a select, like a smaller group, yeah. right? That the people run in the world and that they the decide what we see in the news and what we see in like real like life events and that uh, they like they would be the ones who would keep a secret because they would yeah. decide, okay, you know what? Yeah, if these people found out it was fake. Is are we better off knowing it was fake, or are we better off believing that they were got they got there when they said they did? Just a side question on this: this new world order thing. Do you think they have meetings where there's like 15 different TV screens and they're all? Yeah, mostly, I, I think so. mostly I think the, the new world screens. order with like uh, and the NWO. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, like, yeah, Hulk Hogan with his Hulk Hogan. Completely different NWO. I gotta, I gotta say one thing about chemtrails. Back to the topic. Okay. Again. I just, I mean, I get... I no, get, you know, I, and, and, and I want... <laughs> back to the record at hand. Um, so, uh, the only clout I will give to the chemtrail thing is in the weather, okay? And, and my it's favorite... Climate change. No, I believe in climate change. <laughs> I'm not... Anyway, okay, I'm not even going to... Then why that. is there snow? <laughs> why can I hold a snowball in Congress uh, if there's no climate change? And that was, anyway, I can't... We can't get in that no, today. So we, will. we will. We will. We're going to have a whole episode on climate change conspiracy theories. And I'm going to get real mad. Because <laughs> I, I, I believe in climate change. You Just FYI. Science and magic. So, um, but there's an example. Uh, So, in order to get clouds to make weather, you need something called a cloud nucleus. And usually Mm -hmm. what it is, is either salt from the oceans blown up in the atmosphere. And little specks of salt give the, or like the seed that the the water droplets attach to and build a cloud. Or it could be sand. For our listeners, there's some wicked hand signals going (laughs) on. I'm a teacher. (laughs) Uh, Or it could be sand from a sandstorm. Because sand from a sandstorm can blow across the world. Like, up high in the atmosphere. So you're saying the sand by my beach could be from other parts of the world. Uh, it wouldn't be like anything falling here wouldn't be enough for like it'd be traced. It's like it's not making a beach. Like, yeah, there's no yeah. sandstorm. You're not getting a Sahara beach, <laughs> right? So you're gonna you're gonna end this with explaining why the red sky at night sailors delight. I wasn't. <laughs> okay, uh, go ahead. <laughs> next next week. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so 
Uh, back when Chernobyl happened, was it like late 80s, like 89 or 88 or something? Mm-hmm. And there was the nuclear reactor meltdown. Yeah, you guys get on Google and tell yeah. me. Um, there was a nuclear reactor meltdown, and it released basically a big steam 86. cloud. 86. Yeah. It released a big steam cloud of radioactive gas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that all went up into the atmosphere, and it was going to blow out over other countries. Mm-hmm. And one of the coolest things in the engineering weather that I've ever heard of is that uh, the Russians uh, took missiles and they packed them full of silver nitrate, which is just a little little powder. And they shot it up in the atmosphere. They exploded. And instead of uh, like salt and sand to make clouds, they basically put artificial particles in the atmosphere to make mm-hmm. clouds form. And what happened was they made rain clouds right. and they rained the radioactive steam down, back down to Earth to try to contain it in one area. So this incident you're talking about is what the movie Geostorm featuring Gerard Butler was based on? <laughs> I haven't watched this. Is this factual? This, this is factual. Okay. Um, and so the idea that in chemtrails you could be releasing particles in the atmosphere to affect the weather... I'm saying that is the most clout I can give chemtrails okay. because we've done it before, and and there and, and the first time was really really neat. Okay. What would be the purpose of doing that? So some people say that during the Sochi Olympics, uh, little old Putin, mm-hmm. uh, he did it uh, to make the, the weather nicer. Uh, but I hope we did. Nobody thinks of Russia in nice weather. Though. <laughs> yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's probably so, so nice there. Like, I'm going. So anyway, so I, I read a bunch of stuff, and I don't, I don't know if they wasted their time, but he is, he is a madman. So maybe he did. He, oh, he's uh, maybe he did affect the weather, but yeah. So blame it. On. So I've been talking a lot, but you're gonna hear it from me for one more second because I'm here to plug my favorite. Of all the breweries in existence. Shameless. I love it. Shameless. Shameless. I, it's not even you know, a shameless plug. It's honest. I, yeah. I, I have to say that Heritage Brewery has started to change my opinion on craft beer. Yeah. Uh, until even this past fall, I might have had one craft beer in my life. I'm not a craft beer guy. Not at all. But it's starting to change my opinion. Well, it's the same idea as like going to a nice restaurant. Like, don't you want to enjoy the flavors of your food? You know what I mean? So, like... Like, drinking a Bud is like eating uh, like cheese. a McDouble, right? So it's no, like... Double cheese. A double there's cheese. a difference. Tell me well, again. Double, double cheese and a McDouble, there's a difference. There's double cheese. cheese has two slices of cheese. A McDouble has the same amount of patties, but only one slice we of cheese. We can talk about burgers after this. Yes, yeah. Okay. So I'm saying like... Heritage Brewery. Like, it's like going to a restaurant and getting a nice meal. Right. Except you're getting a nice, well-crafted beer because somebody put thought and effort into making it, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, this evening, we are drinking an Ocean Breeze Hoppy Wheat. Can you feel that? You feel that? If you put your... I live on the ocean. Like, literally on the water. Do you feel like (laughs) you are... I feel like I'm home. Yeah. If you put... uh, Well, if your glass was empty, you can put it up to your ear and probably hear the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Put it up to the growler and you find out. So, it's a a hazy beer. (laughs) You just keep doing that. It's just wind. (laughs) Um, so it's a very thirst quenching beer. It's a, it's another easy uh, easy drinking beer, mm-hmm. as opposed to the zero kilometer cream ale that we drank last time, which was more balanced. There are more intense flavors for you to enjoy and explore. No way. Um, so there's light editions of bittering hops and light editions of mosaic hops to give this plenty of fruity of uh, fruity aromas. 
We use they use Canadian wheat, barley, and oats, mm-hmm. an American yeast strain to make this hop forward beer without an overwhelming flavor. So it's not like 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 a straight, really hard hipster like hoppy beer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do enjoy a little bit of hops, and so they they give you the hops, but it's not overpowering. It's truly an international treat. It's, it's, it's very good. Uh, so, and one more thing, oh. you know, I was at Heritage the other night, and I went. Uh, it was their Jammers night, and they had like all. I think people, it was actually called Kitchen Party. But kitchen Party whatever. Jammers, something or other. They, uh, and it was actually awesome. So there was like, you know, there was like Corey from Rain Over St. Ambrose. There was Micah Vic. There was uh, Elizabeth from uh, Sound of Color, and there was like there was like yeah. eight of them. And they just jammed out, and it was awesome. I hadn't been. I, to I think that like before. that's a great location. Like I wish I had the. Town. It was a lot of fun. Friday night, like yeah. like being like musically inclined to be able to sing and, and do things. Well, um, that's what I would like to be able to do if I could pick a talent. But I wanted to go. Can I go into my story now? Yes. Uh, I prefer not. But yeah, I guess okay. it, was okay. two, it was two against okay. one. Might so. I was, I, I've been looking up stories. I, I, I like watching documentaries at, all the time about just weird things. Like, unexplained things, right? So, like, you know, and it's not always, like, I'm not talking, like, aliens and things like that. But I wanted, like, I like learning about things that are just people can't figure out why, right? So, I have a, uh, a story about something that happened in Russia in 1959. It's called The Incident of Dial... Di- Dietlov. Dietlov. Pass. I think I absolutely nailed the name. So if you want to bear with me, it's like, I would say it's Diet like, Love. It's, it's about it's about two paragraphs. It's taking me a minute to read, but I'll just read it. Can you can read, it? read it through once. Out loud or yeah, I'll read it out loud. Everybody, be really quiet so we can concentrate. So I'll read it out loud, and then Time and then we can <laughs> and then like I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this story. Uh, yeah. Okay. On the first night of February in 1959, nine ski hikers died mysteriously in the mountains of what is now Russia, right? Because it would have been the USSR. Okay. So the night, of the, the night of the incident, the group had set up camp on a slope, enjoyed dinner, and prepared for sleep. But something went catastrophically wrong because the group never returned. On February 26th, searchers found the hikers' abandoned tent, which, happened, which had been ripped open from the inside. Surrounding the area were footprints left by the group, some wearing socks, some wearing a single shoe, and some were barefoot, all of which continued to the edge of a nearby wood. That's where the first two bodies were found, shoeless and only wearing underwear. The scene bore marks of death by hypothermia, but as medical examiners intervened the bodies, as well as the other seven that were discovered over the months that followed, hypothermia no longer made sense. In fact, the evidence made no sense at all. One body had evidence of blunt force trauma consistent with a brutal assault. Another had uh, third-degree burns. One had been vomiting blood. One was missing a tongue. And some of their clothing had, was found to be radioactive. Theories, floated in, theories that were floated around included KGB interference, drug overdose, UFO, gravity anomalies, and the Russian version of a Yeti. Recently, a documentary filmmaker presented a theory involving a terrifying but real phenomenon called infrasound, in which winds interact with the topography to create a barely audible hum that can nevertheless introduce a powerful feelings of nausea, panic, dread, chills, nervousness, raised heartbeat rate, and breathing difficulties. The only consensus remains that whatever happened involved uh, an overwhelming and possibly inhuman force. If you Anyway, if you want to read more, you can look into that. Oh, wow. So they were killed by basically is what they're saying wind. 
You could breathe. So like the wind made like people go nuts and like yeah. rip out tongues and, and but they don't know each other but they don't know for sure. <laughs> but that that that's the part. Like so it, when they're talking about it's the audio version of Bird Box is what. You're <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that an audio movie really anyway? Because right? no, but so the, the thing about this whole story is I looked into it a little bit more, but the radioactive part. Yeah. Okay, Where so does that come from? So they're talking about the wind, and okay, I can understand how wind can drive you nuts. I live, I live in a very windy place. But like how it could hit the mountains in a certain way, and that hum might drive you nuts, make you want to throw up, and maybe actually make yeah. you throw up. But how do their clothes become radioactive? Yeah. That's the thing. There's a the crazy thing about, about sound. Did you hear those stories about uh, the diplomats yeah. in Cuba? Not just Cuba. They were doing they were doing that on purpose, though. Yeah, but but yeah, like yeah. that's the idea of sound weapons. Yeah. Like, so they had like evidence of concussion from sound waves, sound weapons. So so like I'm giving clout to this whole like sound waves can mess with your brain. Yeah, you know, oh, like, big time. But and affect behavior. Yeah, but the fact that they were all like there was different causes of death for yeah that's some right. variety. You know what I mean? Throws me off. Yeah. Right, like it it's almost like an America's Got Talent of dead people, yep. where everybody's doing something different. It's a, it's a thousand ways to die in Russia. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's just, it, it, it's weird. Radioactivity. That's the thing that's weird. Yeah. I was I was like, somebody, okay. Somebody brought okay. a canister like, of booze from the Ninja Turtles. You were like, yeah, blunt force trauma, okay, uh, this and that. And then like, as soon as you said like, missing a tongue, I was like, okay, this guy, this guy crazy. So there was a movie on Netflix called The Ritual. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's like these guys. Uh, it's in. It's based in Sweden, and they go over. They go like on a hike to remember a buddy that died or whatever. Yeah. And they go in the woods, and it starts out extremely creepy and a little scary, but then it goes to like these crazy demons. And then horror movies. When they go to demons, I'm just over it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like horror movies with real people and like real killers is what gets. They're me. scary because it's more believable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But demons. So anyway, this whole thing in Russia is just, it's its, it, it's a little mind-boggling. When you were reading it, I'm like, they're totally going to go with the Sasquatch. Yeah. Right. The, the <laughs> Russian Yeti. What's the name, what's the name? Do you know the name of the Russian Yeti? The Babushka? <laughs> I don't know. No, I have no idea. I, just, I don't know. I just have no idea. Uh, but yeah. What was the, the incident John, like, of uh, the boogeyman? Uh, Baba Yaga. There was, what? What? The bu- what? Baba Yaga is like the Russian boogeyman because they kept calling it to John Wick in that movie. Oh, yeah. Boogie- in that movie. You mean John Wick, the movie. In that movie, yeah. The John Wick movie. Right, okay. Are you pretending to not... Did you earlier pretend to not know what it was and then just come like, Baba Yaga? Well, that's the, the boogeyman. That's not a Yeti. Oh, boogeyman. Right. I apologize. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting upset. This anyway, that was, that, was my, that was my story of the week. I like the story of the week. I like that. There's a bunch more that I'll get into another day, but I just, I have no idea what, yeah, it's just the people don't know why it happened. Yeah. All right. Um, can I get into something that's uh, not much of a mystery? Well, it is kind of a mystery in the fact that there's a lot of weird stories coming out of Florida. <laughs> and it is a mystery is why Florida? Why you, I don't know if you've been online and seen the adventures of the Florida man. And like, <laughs> no, I haven't. All right, we're gonna delve. We're gonna. That has to be a reoccurring segment. Is the adventures of Florida man? Everybody needs to enjoy this. Yeah. But I was just. I wanted to share this one because it just came about this week. There was a couple in Florida, and um, and they were fishing for trash basically. So they're at a river and they're casting magnets into the river, and the river would pick up metal. Right, so they're they're looking for scrap metal in the river, and um, 
And so as they're going through, they found a grenade, a World War II grenade. Okay, uh, and <laughs> and they they realized what it was. Apparently, they weren't like, oh, I don't know what it was, and that could explain why they did what they did. They're like, no, this is. I'm pretty sure this is a grenade. Well, instead of like, what would you do if you found a grenade? Throw it. Throw it. Boop. Well, I don't know. I, my, honestly, my first thought, my first thought might be, call my dad. How? Like a degraded, like it was, it was all rusted out. Like it, it didn't look very. It probably wasn't stable, or it didn't seem stable. It wasn't like a really nice grenade. <laughs> it was like it wasn't a fresh, fresh, fresh off crap, the tree. What's a, crappy kind what's, of a what's a nice grenade? Like with all the paint on it, okay. yeah, <laughs> you know, but it's got the it's got like the dip, the nipples thing, the yeah. on it. Yeah, so World War Two, they look different, didn't they? But if no, I found they, a grenade, I probably wouldn't do anything to be honest with you. I'd probably take it home and wouldn't think anything of it. Like you, a you, grenade like that, because I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> it's been in the ocean or water for how long? There's no way it works. That would honestly probably be yeah, my thought. Completely I'd trustworthy. Yeah, so where the grenade. So wow, I'm surrounded by Florida people. That's what I learned. Because what these people did is, is, is they took it to a Taco Bell. All right, so they threw it in the trunk. They drove to a Taco Bell, and then they called the bomb squad from the Taco Bell because they had to get their quesadilla or their chalupa, or whatever. And and they so said, oh yeah, wrap. oh by the way, we have a grenade in our trunk. It looks like you know an old grenade. Uh, and so all of a sudden, like the bomb squad shows up, and they have to like evacuate Taco Bell, and they have to evacuate the parking lot, take it, put in one of those like self-destructing little boxes, and, yeah. and, and dispose of it. So before you, you got into that, this Florida man is it a person? Florida man is an idea. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying. Wow. No, so there's just an insane amount of weird crime and and, and happenstance in Florida, and there's all these headlines that just say Florida man, you know, does uh, this. Okay. Florida man does okay. that. I did see one recently, oh, okay. and that so was they, like, they put it into the Adventures of Florida Man. I did see so one recently that wishes was, wasn't recorded. That Florida Man pretended we didn't. Know right, it. I thought you were yeah. talking like a person, but now I see the headline. Yeah, I'm pretty the sure idea we, had, the we had talked about. No, this I'm pretty good. At <laughs> I did see one though that was Florida Man caught cross dressing in woman's house. I guess this dude was running through houses with yeah. like naked or whatever. And then all of a sudden, but he stopped in this one woman's house to try on her clothing, and he uh, he caught she got caught or she caught him. Yeah. Anyway, I just, it's, Florida's crazy. Florida, like if it's nuts down there, it is nuts down there. Yeah. Have you, have you guys been to Florida? Yeah. Uh, twice. Twice or three times a lady. I can't remember what. Really? Moment again in three weeks. I got a good buddy from Florida. I'm sorry. I, he don't. listens. He don't. But. Not anymore because I insulted his state. Okay. Yeah. It's just honestly, it's really hot and humid, full of mosquitoes. Florida is God's uh, waiting room. No tax. <laughs> New Hampshire. New Hampshire's no tax. Live free or die. That's an <laughs> aggressive license plate. Have you seen that one? Come on now. That's what, that's what it is. New Hampshire is live free or die. Oh, live free or die. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You said little frigger die. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not dramatic. Little, little, little frigger die. Hey, hey, little frigger. Why don't you go die? I'm like you sound like Florida. <laughs> Like, no, no, I'm, I'm an adult, mom. You can really swear now. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a that's a challenge. I just think like Florida, it's like a, it's it's a weird world down there. Like the state's flooding. Like they've literally installed pumps in the streets of Miami for when the tide comes up to pump out the seawater. And apparently, there's something like, like that's a real thing. So like with sea level rise and all that, like Congress has gotten banned the use of words like climate change and sea that's level right. rise. That's right. They have. 
They have like it's just a it's a weird it's a weird state. They do have good fast food down there though. Yeah. Do you think it's weird because the majority of their population are over the age of sixty five and tourists? <laughs> They're just like, hey, demographically, it's one of those unique places. Let's get weird with it, you know? Like, yeah, let's run with it. It's just this is a, it's a crazy place. I, I, I'm excited to go back. I like that it's nice, but it's too humid. Do you want to hear about a weirder place, though? I would love to because yeah. I think Tyler let's has has the story of one of. It's weird, but amazing. So this like, is something I uh, this is something I stumbled upon. Not being a local, you meet locals, and I think I think you, you hear stories from local people when uh, you're when, you're, when, when you're from out of town. Yeah, right? yeah you, you 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 build a curiosity and you talk to people differently. Where if you if if you're from town, maybe not hearing the stories from some of the outer villages. Um, so in the last couple of years, uh, there's a there's a business that opened up in Wedgeport. Uh, they're called Tuscan Island Tours. Two great guys, Lucien Simon Leblanc. Um, they take you out. They give you a tour um, on their boat. It's it's an awesome afternoon. Don't they feed you lobster? Uh, yeah, they, they bring you chowder. They bring you chowder, right, bring you chowder right, at right. their shanty. So we're not going to get into what the function of the uh, the okay. Tuscan Islands are because I'm, I'm sure most of our listeners know that already. But uh, I, I want to talk about Outer Ball Island. This is my favorite. What is it called? Okay, Outer Ball Island. Outer Ball Island. So the Ball Islands. Okay. So in these Tuscan Islands, there's I mean, they say there's 365 of them, one for every day, and uh, it's almost when, when you get out on the boat with these guys, there's a story for every one of them, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, this person here lived on the island, they never ever come out. They've got some, they got yarns for every one of them, I, and I'm a sucker for that, so I sit back and listen. Um, but apparently on the once you get out offshore, there's there's three islands, and, and there's no trees on them, so they call them the Bald Islands. So the furthest one out is called Outer Bald Island. Um, and back in the days when tuna fishing was was huge, uh, we're talking, ooh, I don't know, the four, let's say the 40s, 50s. Now, 40s, 50s, don't, yeah. fact check, don't fact check me on this one, because I'm not sure. If you want to hear the actual story told to its best, actually go hook up with one of these tours. Um, Lucy and Simon do an awesome job, but this outer bald island. We had this guy who was out of uh, well, he's out of the states, so I think he's out of Virginia. Um, he worked for Pepsi um, way back. This is in the in the forties, fifties, and he come up, he comes up here and he, he wants to take part in the tuna fishing tournament that's going on, and he thinks it's so awesome coming up here. He he, he decides to buy this outer bald island, and he's having so much fun. He builds a shed, builds a builds a lodge on it, and he, he's a wealthy guy. So he's like, "Oh man, we gotta come back. I'm bringing some buddies." So essentially, it was a getaway for the boys, mm-hmm. and they'd have their guys' weekends, and they'd sit around and play cards and have a couple beers. Like a long way to go for a guy's weekend. But. Well, but an amazing guy's weekend. That's the thing. It's like the quality of the weekend would probably be on point. And, and this, this this guy, like, I can relate to this guy because uh, he. <laughs> When he when he when he throws a joke together, he rides it all the way to the end of the ride. Um, similar to Adam, who we mentioned earlier. Um, so he's there, and and the boys are sitting around, and they're and mind you, you got to understand that at the time, Wedgeport was the mecca for tuna fishing. Right. So you want to go out, you want to sport fish. This is like Bob Azumi would have been there with his TV cameras for sure. Um, <laughs> so sitting around after a couple of adult beverages, I'm sure. It must have been entertaining if, to be a fly in the wall. Um, the guys decided, they started joking around whether, like, you know what? 
We are our own. Uh, we should be our own country. We should be our own micro On this island. On this island. So they decided that Outer Bald Island would become the Principality of Outer Baldonia. Okay. It's kind of like Pretoria on Family Guy. Very similar. Yeah. Okay. Very okay. similar to... Way before. Okay. Way before. Yep. A couple yeah. decades. Um, so not only... Like, they're sitting around. These are educated guys. So they come up, and, and it's kind of... Uh, it, it was a different time back then. But uh, they say uh, they developed their own constitution. Mm-hmm. So their declaration... It, it, uh, I've got it here. It says, uh, Let these facts be submitted to a candid world. That fishermen are a race alone. That fishermen are endowed with the following inalienable rights. The right of freedom from question, nagging, shaving, interruption, women, taxes, politics, wars, monologues, cant and inhibitions. The right to swear, lie, drink, gamble, and the right to sleep all day and stay up all night. Now therefore, we bond ourselves into a new nation forever independent of all other nations, and do establish on the island, islands and waters of Outer Bald Island a new government which shall forever be respected and recognized as the Principality of Outer Baldonia. So this guy, okay, awesome joke. Man, they left that weekend. This is great. We got, we got our own country. Now, now, on this island, they developed their own currencies, which was like wooden, uh, wooden pegs that they, right. they had a tuna. So they called it the tuna. The tuna. <laughs> so they, they had this was a. The, it sounds like a legitimate currency. The tuna. The tuna. How many tunas for? Uh, I mean, we have like the loony and the toonie. Yeah. yeah. Like that sounds weird enough. So the, the, when the, the toonie came out, I'm like, really? Yeah. yeah. So, so they had the tuna, but he went he went further. So he had an office in Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. and he registered his phone number to his office. He had a separate line in the office. Where he had his uh, his admin assistant answer the phone, mm-hmm. and that line was the uh, the American consulate to the Principality of Outer Baldonia, mm-hmm. and they would get official letters from other countries right. wondering about their diplomats and, and who do you have, and like he's, he he'd get invites to international events, and and it became it became a thing way larger than than what it what it, they had planned. Yeah, it became just a, a bunch of drinking buddies on an island. And then it became an absolute thing. Kind of like this podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but actually way cooler. I'm not, not going to pretend we're as cool as this guy. Yeah. So it, uh, it got... And now let's, let's put ourselves into context of, of that era. We're, we're, we're in the Cold War. So it's post-World War II. Right. We're into the, the late 50s. Um, there was an article written in a Russian newspaper where they, where they, called, they called them out. Um, and they said, "Look at America, and look at like like look at America, Canada. They're democratic nations. Like this guy, this guy's got he's established a dominion over his own island, and he and he set himself the. It says the article states he has he has set himself as the aim of turning his subjects into savages, <laughs> because it says we can stay up all night and we can do you sleep all day. We can Isn't swear. that what Russians do though? Like, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like this is what Russian Russia dream. is." Sleep all day, drink vodka all night, like in, spy on people. In that year, are they are they going to be real? I'm like, yes, yes. These guys are awesome. Finally, we have some Russian style lifestyle. Right, it's the Russian. So these guys got sour. He 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 picked it up. Now now he was semi being respected as a nation. At yeah. this so time. this guy made a joke, and now he's getting dissed by Russia or the U.S. It was like the Bee Gees too. Yeah, I started a joke, <laughs> <laughs> and then he had to keep the whole thing going. So. 
it all came to a head because because he, he he took offense to this, and they uh, they declared war. So no, him and his buddies yeah. and, and no, local yeah, fishermen. Stop. Yeah. So they officially declared war. They sent a letter back saying, "Oh yeah, you don't like it? you think we're savages? Well, meet me on the ocean, sucker." So they uh, not only not only did they had like forty fifty boats um, locally. This didn't. From what I understand, it was this, the yacht club. This, he enlisted yeah. the yo- the local. Well, yacht club. and then there was a hundred vessels um, out of the uh, Arndale Yacht Club, I believe it was, yeah. out of Halifax. So he buddies. <laughs> he up there made and them like, all admirals. Yep. In his in his navy, right? So he is like, I'm a navy of two hundred <laughs> strong, you know. Like <laughs> he's so, like going to war with the USSR. Ultimately, ultimately, once this uh, this blew up and, and people realized that, oh my god, this guy, <laughs> this guy not, he's not for real. <laughs> um, he stopped getting the calls and the letters yeah. from other nations wondering what, about the Principality of Outer Baldonia. But I thought that was an awesome story. Just, and this is in our backyard and down yeah, here. Yeah. yeah. Like, you I don't know. They would have like pulled up to Russian boats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they see a bunch of boat, like what sails. Are, what are you doing? Sailing, sailing yacht, waving your fist. Like, <laughs> do we look like savages? <laughs> yeah, and these yeah. are pretty sweet boats. <laughs> yeah. Do you see my boat shoes? So then Russia would come back with like <laughs> these. Let me fly. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Is that real? Oh, That's one hundred percent real. Jinx. You can't talk anymore. It's going to be quite the podcast. All right, I'll let you go. It's a podcast. Uh, Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. Okay, we're good. All right, all right, all right. No, there's the Coke and there's the whatever. I go old school rules. It's three names. Yeah. Yeah. But no, that's a... That just reminds me exactly of Family Guy in Pretoria. And then he yeah. think, he does it as a joke, but then all of a sudden the U.S. government declares war against him and they circle his house. The best part of this whole story, is, though, is now you say, oh, Pretoria reminds me of Outer Baldonia. Maybe maybe he's Seth Meyers heard this story and wrote an episode of Family Guy. Yeah, he's, he's, the, he's it's the only way. It's like, so what would it take, though, if we wanted to say, hey, there's an island out there. We can probably get it for 10, 15,000. It's inhabitable. But we could, you know, we could put a tent up. What it would take for us to be put it like burn I mean, Castlevania? What? Oh, Castlevania—that's a deadly game for burn Castlevania. I know, but so that was like a VHS. It's Castlevania. I'm not going to pretend that DVDs aren't possibly. No, Castlevania was a video game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what was the one where you put the v, the movie in and then and the guy's got like, hey, I'm the creepy dude. Oh, like a game? Yeah, it's a board game with a VHS. Oh, the, a I had a that, board I game with a VHS? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a game. blue one, too. They Dave Murray, who's re- referenced in our previous episode, he had it. Dave, Mur- Dave Murray's made a lot of appearances. We're going to get him on. We've we'll we'll we got to get him on the phone. Oh, Dave! 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 Yeah. All right. Well, I think this has been probably the most informative episode yet. Oh, filled, filled, we've, filled with knowledge. We've learned... And we've taught, we've laughed, and we've cried. And yeah. all I have to say is it's been emotional. So I want to thank everybody for joining us on the third installment of Burncast. Mm-hmm. The only cast that's worth your time. So we'll join us next wow. week. You, you know, just make that up on the fly? I did. Wow. Was it good? It was good. It was like good. It was great. <laughs> Don't put a question mark at the end of it. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to be like, wow, like you're being I'm really uh, arrogant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So anyway, thank you so much. Uh, take care of yourselves, and we'll catch you on the next I'm one. miss you guys. Don't forget to like and subscribe yeah. to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Yeah, and I think Apple, you can like give ratings. I don't think Spotify can, but if you're able to give ratings, 
Give them up. Shoot us five. And we have a Twitter handle. What's our Twitter handle? It's underscore. It's at underscore Barncast. Same as our Instagram. And hopefully we'll have a Facebook page up and running soon. But give us a follow on all those. Tell your friends. And what? And and what I want is MySpace. Shoot some tweets (laughs) off. I want MySpace back, honestly. But besides that, I want ICQ Messenger. Uh oh. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's an octave But I think that yeah. <laughs> It's too low I can't do that uh, I, I Send out some You know If you want us to talk about something Or if you have questions for us Or if there's something You want to see on this Tweet at us And we'll do it Because Or Instagram Yeah or Instagram Or I'll give you Benton's cell phone On the next <laughs> episode Alright So Take care everybody Have a good night All the best <laughs>